The day is Wednesday, the 17th of February, 2021. So in this practice of uh, the Dhamma, we understand that Dhamma is essentially nature. And so we have the Dhamma of uh, Rupa and the Dhammas of Nama, this physical and mental phenomena. So this Rupa Dhamma is the four elements and things comprised of uh, air, water, fire, and earth. So the things that are hard, rocks, earth, for example, the solid things, and these are the earth elements, hard parts of the body, uh, the earth element. The liquid parts, that which flows, is the water elements of the body. That in the body which has heat is the fire element, and the breath as it enters and leaves the body is the wind element. And as for nama, this mentality, we have uh, vedana, sanya, sankara, vijnana. So this vedana is the feelings, whether they are pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral feelings. And then sanya is memory. And this memory is dependent upon the brain. So uh, sometimes the brain is able to store those memories and it sends them to the mind and the mind receives them, it knows them. Uh, But at other times when people develop illnesses, they aren't able to remember things. And the nerves in the brain that... Uh, take care of uh, the memory faculty, Um, they're not working so well, so they're not able to store memories within them and process those. And so people who have Alzheimer's are like this. Uh, But when we remember things, uh, then the mind receives those memories and it attaches to them as being me and mine. Then we have uh, Sankara, these mental formations, So there are those which are meritorious, those which are not meritorious, and uh, neutral ones. And we also understand, or the mind gains the understanding, that all of these are me as well. And uh, vijnana, sense consciousness, depends upon many factors for it to arise. And uh, when those factors are there, then it can come up. So like the sense consciousness of the eye or of uh, forms. So when the eye receives um, a form, then there's that contact and the sense consciousness arises. And also the sense consciousness over the sounds, over smells. So this rupa and namma, They're both uh, dhammas, but our minds, they deludedly attach to them and gain the understanding that they are me and mine. Just like when we gain the feeling of sight, that we perceive a physical form, or we hear something, we smell something, we uh, taste something, or our bodies come into contact with something, there's a physical feeling, or there's thoughts that arise in the mind. 
we go and say or think that I see or I hear. And uh, craving, clinging, arise. But for arahants, however, then seeing is just seeing. Listening is just listening. And thinking is just thinking. And the mind receives these things, but it doesn't attach to any of them. And this is where we must train ourselves. So when we hear uh, something, for instance, and there's a feeling of me and mine that comes up, we should ask ourselves, well, where is the self within that? And if we look well, we won't be able to find it. And uh, we say that I speak, but really what is speaking? It's just a collection of elements. It's just earth, water, fire, and air. As we separate these out, we can't find any being within it. And they're just sankharas, uh, these phenomena that arise and cease. And the mental formations arise and cease. This knowing or vijnana that also arises and ceases. And there's no me within it. So if we see um, that really there's no me within physicality or mentality, there's no I, no them, then there won't be any attachment, and then there won't be any cause for suffering to arise. So the cessation of suffering comes up in its place. And this is how we make the mind pure. But in order for us to gain this inner purity, it depends upon causes and conditions to arise. We need to have wisdom. Our minds need to be collected into samadhi. And we need to have a basis of morality. So we need to start off by cultivating goodness. And the goodness that we have may just be a little bit, but as we train our minds in this goodness, then it increases. And we do this constantly. We frequently develop goodness. And through this, the mind becomes very bright and joyful. Happiness and peace arrive. So something that we should really try to do. And so the offering of food to monks in the morning, creating merit in different ways, chanting. Now these are ways that we cultivate our faith, things that we are able to do, and things that if we have faith, um, then we can do them. But there are very few people in this world who have that faith, who have this conviction in the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha. Because for most people, they understand that the Buddha has already passed away. They're not able to see the Buddha. They're not able to meet the Buddha anymore. But this is just concerned with his physical body. However, a teaching that the Buddha emphasized frequently was that whoever sees the Dhamma, sees the Tathagata, sees the Buddha. And this is seeing the Buddha in his Dhamma body. So when we follow the teachings of the Buddha um, through our faith and through our wisdom, when we've already contemplated well, then we will get to see and understand the teachings of the Buddha. And we do this. We are generous, and that's for the sake of abandoning self. We take care of our precepts, and so our actions become graceful and beautiful. 
And uh, now, these days, however, those people who have this grace of sila are very few. The liking and the disliking that people had in previous times, it was contained within a small circle. Uh, But now, with social media and uh, the different social applications that we have, um, people don't have much sila because there's just so much chaos. It's so easy for people to criticize each other, to insult each other, to gossip about each other um, in this social world of ours. And so the circle of influence that we have has expanded a lot uh, to the entire world. The teachings of the Buddha, however, are all modern. They're the most up-to-date things uh, in existence. And uh, he taught about this non-self, that really there's no true me, there's no true mine. He taught us to contemplate well, to keep our actions within the bounds of morality. And uh, when we do this well, then wisdom... Sorry... Um, And as we practice this, then we cultivate our baramis. So we keep our sila, we are generous. And uh, our minds are very focused, intent upon finding freedom from suffering, upon realizing emptiness. So we should all be proud, be proud of our minds. Because within them are the qualities of sotapanas, if we can train ourselves like this. Because sotapanas, they... Um, develop generosity. They have morality as their normal state of existence. So, and they contemplate constantly into the nature of the inconstancy of the sankharas. They have nibbana as the kind of recollection or quality in their mind. And nibbana is this pure emptiness even though they do still attach to things, but they still have wisdom, and they're able to follow up on their attachments, constantly contemplating them. They still have feelings of love and hate, uh, but they are able to investigate into them, able to teach themselves the truth, uh, that really there's no me, there's no other within these feelings. And here is where we see the Buddha in his Dharma form. And uh, when we do this, then we gain this conviction, a confidence that the Buddha is real, Um, and that the Buddha and the Dhamma are really the same thing. The Buddha is there within the Dhamma, and the people who see the Dhamma see the Buddha. There's no doubts anymore because of this clarity of knowledge, of insight. So we... Um, gain this conviction that the Buddha really was born into this world, that he did attain to the Dhamma, that he taught the Dhamma, that he attained to Fano Nibbana. We know that these things uh, were real. And maybe we were even there for some of these events um, in one of our previous lives, it's just we can't remember it. Um, But 
Anyway, in this life, uh, we develop this conviction. We have this great faith that the Buddha was real. And then we get to know the teachings of this path that he taught, that which leads us out of suffering. That the Buddha taught the Dhamma well. It gives results independent of time. It's something that we should come to practice, that we should uh, encourage others to practice as well. And it's something that we bring into our own hearts, something that we see uh, for ourselves. When we do this, then our faith and wisdom arise. And so we should be proud that we're able to practice in following the path that the Buddha taught already. He taught us to endure, to forbear. Um, And when we train ourselves, then we do need to bring up this quality, because at times we don't have any samadhi. Sati just doesn't come to us. Our wisdom doesn't arise. So the thing that we need to practice with, that we need to bring up, is this patient endurance with all of the sense impressions that we meet, all of the emotions of fear, of anger, of love, of hate. We need to endure with them. We need to try to push on. And as we train and develop this quality of forbearance um, steadily and carry on with it, then in the end we'll be able to um, kind of come into the, the aspect of meditation. We'll be able to develop our meditation. And this is really concerned with kamatana, with the meditation objects that we use. So for meditation monks, we need to keep our meditation objects with us as the very pillars or foundations of our hearts. Whether we're standing, walking, sitting, or lying down, we keep these objects with us, always bringing up mindfulness. We can recollect the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha um, as um, these objects of recollection for our hearts, bringing up joy within ourselves, a sense of inner satisfaction, contentment. And so these recollections of the Buddha, Dhamma, and Sangha, um, it's quite easy for peace to arise through them, for joy to come up with them. At other times, we may recollect our virtue or the sacrifices that we've made. And these too are good ways to bring up peace um, with ease. There's inner joy that comes up um, through all the help that we have given, the ways that we have supported the Buddha Sasana, the ways that we have given aid and helped out people in society. And when we think in this way, we recollect these things, then uh, the heart becomes very joyful. And this is through these meditation objects that we sacrifice for the benefit of others and also for the sake of inner purity, of reaching Nibbāna. So we should all recollect in this fashion. And when we do this, then there is this joy, this happiness that comes up. It's something that we need to do frequently. And then we come to contemplate the body, to contemplate all physicality and mentality as being anatta, as being not-self. And we use this recollection, or this contemplation rather, as a meditation object as well. 
you can keep emptiness as the uh, object of recollection for our hearts. And um, through this, then our hearts may become very still, very peaceful. And this happens in stages. The amounts of doubts that we have gradually, steadily uh, get less and less until there aren't any left. Because it's just natural that when we have seen these things already, when we've seen into inconstancy, then we've seen the Buddha. When we see into the nature of sanicca, dukkha, anatta, of inconstancy, stress, and not self clearly, then we see the Buddha. So I encourage everyone to contemplate frequently, uh, to be doing this a lot. And sometimes we may become disheartened, um, feel like Nibbana is very far away, that we just can't see it, that I don't have the opportunity to get there. But when we see Nibbana, we see it within our own hearts, and all it takes is for knowledge to arise. And when this knowledge comes up, then delusion leaves. And just like how when we light a candle, And uh, with that flame, there's light that's produced. And then darkness leaves. But it's not like that darkness kind of goes anywhere else. It's still there. It's just that the brightness has come up um, instead. And so when knowledge comes up in our hearts, um, then there's no more delusion. And we carry on bringing up this knowledge, uh, developing it, uh, making it grow until there's no darkness left, until delusion just can't come up anymore. So therefore we need to train ourselves in forbearance. And uh, as we, sorry, when we study, we need to endure with that in order to gain knowledge of the various subjects that we study. When we work, we need to depend upon our endurance in order to succeed. And it's the same with our meditation. We need to put up a fight with this meditation uh, because there are many things that our minds get distracted by or are amused by um, that pull us away from mindfulness, away from samadhi. And there are many, many things that do that. We don't realize that time is slowly creeping away. It's steadily falling away. So we should uh, contemplate in order to find something that has a true essence to it. And just like how Venerable Sariputta and Mahamogalana, uh, before they ordained, they were sitting uh, watching a festival and different uh, dramas uh, that were being performed. Until one day they they became uh, disillusioned with all of this. And they saw that there was just no real meaning to it. There was no substance there within it. And so they went out to seek a path to listen to the Dhamma. And eventually, Venerable Sariputta came across Venerable Asaji, and he taught him the Dhamma until he was able to realize Sotapanna. And then Venerable Sariputta took this Dhamma to teach Venerable Mahamogalana until he reached the stage of Sotapanna as well. So therefore, for us, we shouldn't become disheartened. When we build up our baramis until 
they reach a certain stage, at that point we will be able to see and know these things. So all it takes is us for, for us to carry on this path, walking this path without stopping. Contemplate constantly. Uh, because the time that we have left is steadily falling away. So what are we doing with that time? Half a day passes, and then another half passes. A week falls away, and then a month, and then a year. And uh, we shouldn't just allow that time to um, fall away pointlessly. We shouldn't allow our minds to fall away as well. Uh, but rather we train our minds. Uh, we use this life well in order to make our hearts better so that they're able to find an inner refuge. So we should be sincere in this, um, that we have this faith, we have this good opportunity in this life to cultivate generosity, virtue, and wisdom. So we should just carry on doing it without stopping. And one day we will see the Dhamma. So may all of you grow in the Dhamma.